everyone. Welcome to another episode of That's So Fetch, where we talk about Torah, dating, and everything in between. Today's episode, we will be talking about spiritual lows. What happens when you are on a spiritual journey and you have a peak and you have an expectation about where your life is going to lead and who you're going to be, and then that suddenly changes? So that's going to be the topic we'll be going into today. And The reason why this topic I feel like is so relevant is because in my own experience moving to Israel, I really had to create a new identity as a Jew after I moved here and the options of what it means to be Jewish are very different in Israel and there's a lot to explore there. I recently connected with a friend of mine in this neighborhood, her name is Maggie, and she and I talked about how things really didn't go for both of us as we didn't expect and how in some ways we are in a spiritual low and we wanted to talk about what that feeling looks like and how it transpired for either of us and dive into like whether or not a spiritual low is really a low after all and so together we're going to explore that area and talk about how these feelings might have come up and how to deal with them. And without further ado, here is the episode. Maggie, tell us what you're, what you do, and um, how do we know each other, obviously. Yeah, so we know each other through our friend Michael, Michael Rosen, college, yeah. who was on this podcast many, many moons ago for to fill in turn-ons. I remember <laughs> that was the name of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met through Michael. Michael was like, "Oh, you guys should hang out. Like, you're both in Israel. I like you both." Maggie, you know Michael yeah. from FIT. Yeah. Um, they went to college together. And what do you what do you do for work? Yeah. So um, I'm an artist, an artisanal sign maker. I make door signs, business signs, wedding signs. Um, yeah. Hopefully reaching to new heights soon, maybe ketubas and much more. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Maggie is super talented. I'm excited for you guys to all you look well. at, check out her Instagram. You're very What's your Instagram talented. handle? I'm like, people are going to listen and look at it. <laughs> at Made by Maggie. No E, just an I. Yeah. Is that really how your name's spelled? <laughs> yeah, it's just Maggie. My grandmother's Margaret, but I was like, I didn't want to be. Thank God. Margaret's a little old school. Yeah. But I'm just Maggie. Maggie's like more like hip. Yeah. Like the 20th century. It's true. Margaret definitely would like be off-putting for people. Right? It's like, no, we like, I'm, I'm Margaret. Maggie. I'm actually Margaret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely <Yeah>. different. <laughs> so like your full name is actually Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Just Maggie. Yep. Made by Maggie. Great. <laughs> well, honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on art business, which yeah. like we should. We should. We should. As so, two artists. I mean, scratch the whole we... episode. Yeah. We're yeah. Right. Over. <laughs> We could talk all day about that, yeah. especially us both using the iPad and being digital yeah. artists in today's world. Yeah. Like we could talk all day. Yeah, after this, we're going to do vision boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was telling you, you got to make them appropriate. I am. I am. <laughs> it's on my list of things. Okay, cool. So, so let's talk about, you know, we're both Olim Kadashim, and you're a little bit, you know, farther along in the process. And I'm just curious, like, in a nutshell, like, what brought you to move to Israel to begin with? Wow. Goes Big back. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes back um, pretty far, basically. Um, I was not somebody who grew up at all in the Jewish world. I actually converted, um, though my dad is Jewish. And so Michael Rosen actually comes into this conversation because I was in a phase of like really wanting to travel when I was in college. And I was just looking at places to travel. 
And Michael's like, wait, like, your dad's Jewish? Like, you should go on birthright. It's like a free trip. Mm. And then Michael being Michael, like, really pushed me to go. Like, he was, like, in the room of my interview. He told me what to say. Like, helped me along with the whole thing. And really, I was just like, free trip to Israel. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that was literally the only reason I wanted to go. Yeah. And, of course, he set me up on, like, the most, like, reform, secular trip there was. It was, like, Young Judea. It was back in, um, oh, I was 18. So, like, 2014, Did he want you to go... From like a Jewish perspective, like did he want you to get in touch with your roots, or was it, it more felt just... like it? Because okay. he was very like assertive. <laughs> he was like, "You're gonna do this. You're gonna love it." He felt something in me that I didn't even know clearly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think the whole journey started. You know, they say like, "Oh, so that's how you became religious." You know, your whole thing is like, "Oh, birthright." Like they really did it to you. They yeah. really worked. Yeah. And it wasn't even like the Jewish part. It was more like I think I was at a time in my life where I was seeking just community. Yeah. And I had never seen anything like that in my life. Like, yeah. just how it wasn't nor really about religion, it was about community, I felt like, especially on my trip, because it was not so religious-focused, yeah. but just, like, coming together as patrilineal, matrilineal Jews, whatever that is, and um, just, yeah, exploring Israel together. So I fell in love with that. Like, even just the concept. You were like, we're all getting together because but we're the Jewish. Tribe, everything about it. Just, yeah. like, coming from something, having something in common that we can all, I don't know, have either struggled with or just a part of us that we're just, like, seeking more of. Yeah. And then, of course, like, I had my first Shabbat dinner, and then I learned about all different types of Jews, where they come from, like, yeah. you know. So it was just, it was really an amazing experience. Yeah. And then I did have this really trippy experience at the hotel. Yeah. Where, <laughs> sounds crazy, but... I put my hand on the hotel and my hand vibrated through my entire arm. Wow. And I closed my eyes and I just saw like these crazy kaleidoscope like colors. I swear I was not stoned. Oh, no. That's crazy. <laughs> For my very first time. And then I opened up my eyes and I was like, wow, I think this stuff's like kind of real. I should, I want to explore this. Yeah. And then Young Judea sent out an email post. Oh, I extended my trip for 10 days. Okay, I had so cool. much fun. That's awesome. Met people whatever and then came back and was like I think I want to be a part of this like yeah. I just felt so much connection yeah and so I started exploring and then young Judea sent out an email to JCC Manhattan having like intro to Judaism classes and then that's where it began really wow. just started studying yeah wow. so that was was that your like first exposure to like anything Judaism wise was that class um yeah like, actually, like, opening up the Torah and learning. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with, like, any religion at all. Like, my dad's Jewish. My mom's technically not Christian, though we had, like, classic American, like, Christmas in the house. Okay. And then we had, like, Hanukkah, and then we had Passover and Yom Kippur. But it was all, like, very, like, traditional, like, foods and stuff, but, like, right. nothing culture Like, did you have a Seder? We didn't have a Seder, but okay. we would have all the, Jew the, all the Jewish foods. The matzah. The matzah balls. My, my grandma would, like, hold everything. So from the intro to Judaism class, how did you end up, like, getting to the point where you're like, I gotta, like, I gotta live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I basically, the rabbi who taught that class was a female conservative rabbi, mm -hmm. and she became my rabbi, which I first, uh, the first time converted conservative. Yeah. So during that time. As in you converted twice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so during that time, I created a kosher home. I, you know, was doing Shabbat. I basically had to do everything. Yeah. I didn't have to keep Shabbat full. Were you okay with the fact that you're, you weren't, like, considered Jewish? Just... So it's, it's just, it's funny. Like, it's something that now, looking back, like, I would have just 
done it the orthodox way maybe mm-hmm. to make it actually no like were you scratch that yeah I wouldn't change anything yeah. you know because like my journey is my journey yeah but I will say um yeah it was annoying having to yeah. come to Israel and convert again but do you like, know like growing up you were like that you weren't considered like Jewish to like certain Jewish yes I always knew I wasn't Jewish I had a couple of Jewish friends growing up and they were like well your mom's Nazi or not and, and I always knew that just, like knew it and accepted it yeah but I always had this like pride of like I knew it was different to have a little bit of Jewish blood right like, no like, one else in my school Jewish. like celebrated Hanukkah like I would go home and like oh yeah I've like you know Hanukkah for the next like eight days like oh, this is, and then you know I would just like go to school like telling everyone I was so happy we had a Hanukkah yeah. party and whatever <laughs> that's fun so whatever it's still a part of like an identity to some extent yeah yeah um, whatever. So all of that. And then I converted. It took like two years. And during that time I had done like JNF trips. I was going to Israel on different trips. Like every yeah. year I was just like in love, like yeah. whatever I could do, like two JNF trips. And then I staffed a birthright trip. Um, yeah. So that was that. And then it was really like, I had gone through a really big trauma and my brother passed away when I was mm. on my junior year. And I was just like, could not function, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, was really just trying to um, heal. And I, another crazy thing happened, I had like a voice in my head, senior year, saying, you need to go to Israel. Like, follow that, like, literally a voice I don't even know in my head that was so in my stomach, I felt it, I needed to go. So then I found the Masa program, the MITF, Masa mm-hmm. Israel Teaching Fellows. Yeah. And I remember calling my dad and being like, listen, like, I'm not just going to get a job after school. I'm going to go to Israel and volunteer for the year. Cool. And they wow. were not happy, though. Oh, my God. It's just crazy because when I graduated college, I was telling my parents the same thing. Right? Hi, Mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I know she does. She does. Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they were just like, no, you can't do that. But I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> my mom, like, cried, like, broke down crying as soon as I told her. And I was yeah. like, are you good? Like, But she knew before me. She was like, you're never going to come back. I know it. And, like, I didn't even know it. I was like, no, I'm just going to go for a year. Yeah. And then I met my husband the first month in. Wow. <laughs> he was already living here, and I kind of just stayed. How long had he been living here? He had been going on and off to Ish Torah for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he had made Aliyah about a year before I did. So he had been kind of, he was working in the Shuk, learning Hebrew, just kind of, uh, yeah, settling in. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was on a similar journey to you was he yeah I mean he didn't grow up he did grow up like fully Jewish and reform and um, his dad even served the army for a little bit so he was always Zionistic yeah um, but yeah he didn't grow up religious at all and he just wanted to believe in God one day yeah. and just started learning Wow. So, yeah where was your spiritual peak in the process and what changed when you moved to Israel? yeah but yeah I mean I had to convert again when yeah. I came here yeah. and at the same time, I was studying at Mahon which was the seminary I was at. Mm-hmm. I was also at Mayanot for a year. And I think Mayanot was a whole nother, like, wow, peak for me. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, chassidut, like, learning, talking about angels all day. And, like, you know, just yeah. really diving this deep. after MITF or before? Yeah, yeah. After MITF, okay. I had signed up for seminary and conversion. Because at that point, I knew that Dan and I wanted to get married. And we okay. wanted to have, like, a legal wedding here. Right. So I had to. Yeah. Um, to get married here, but then, you know, <laughs> COVID and back to America anyway and right. whatever. It's all pretty recent, actually. Yeah. I mean, it has, this whole journey has been about five years for me, yeah. six years. Yeah. Um, but it feels like a lifetime already. It's crazy. Right. And yeah. Okay. So now that we've, like, kind of given a little bit more context, I guess, I will ask you, like, what do you feel like 
is the spiritual low now? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why did it change? Yeah. Um, just got to think for a second. It's like, there's so many things I could say. But yeah, yeah. I mean... Like, clearly, you're, you've described to me that there was, like, the high, and now it's like, there's been some kind of shift. Right, totally. I mean, I think there are... When you first start, like, studying, you... Yeah. You're clearly there because you, you, you want... You want to learn these things. You want to be a part of it. You're yeah. seeking it in that moment. Yeah. And I think now the, the more I've been here and the more I've just been, like, going into my everyday Israeli Jewish life here, yeah. you know, I just kind of have become into myself. And then during, I'm also, like, you know, it was a hard time with COVID and everything else. And yeah. um, Shabbat became hard. And yeah. I didn't feel like I – not just, like, the restriction, yeah. but um, – I don't know. I didn't feel like the cash or the connection. Yeah. I just didn't feel it. So like before COVID, like just to get more detailed, like yeah. it was easier to keep Shabbat. It was easier to like, yeah, just I guess so. be observant or it was more exciting. Like, yeah, I guess it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. It is hard to pinpoint, but I will say like, I just don't, my brain just feels like it shifted completely. Like, I'll literally open up the Torah or read, some, like, a piece of the Gemara, and the rabbis are saying something, and I'm like, yeah, but is that really what it is, you know? Right. Or, like, I'm so, I'm suddenly just questioning things instead of just being, like, a full-on person in seminary that, like, wants to just tell me everything, rabbis, just teach me because I want to learn. Yeah. I almost, like, think for myself a little bit now. Right. You know? It's no longer, yeah. like, I'm no longer in that setting. Right. And seminary is really important, you know? I think, yeah. like, it is really important, right. and it's, and I wouldn't change anything and I've For loved sure. all of that and I've learned so much yeah um but I honestly feel like and I felt this way like it's Passover now yeah and um I don't know I just feel like tradition tradition is everything yeah and I don't I just personally from now coming out of that life of seminary yeah and coming into my own self and thinking for myself mm-hmm. um I just I, I question if if we keep things the way that God actually wants us to as Jews, you know. And aside from coming out of seminary, we started to talk about other events in Maggie's life that contributed to this shift that we've been diving into. Yeah, so basically, um, during COVID, I was home in America for six months. I got, Dan and I got stuck there um, during all, like, the rockets and all. That also, when you start realizing, like, Israel is a kind of a scary place, it also kind of starts to shift um, a lot in your brain. But we got stuck uh, for a really long time in America with COVID, not being able to fly, our flights being canceled, and all the rockets and all the attacks yeah. um, in 2020, 2021, maybe that was? It was 2021. And yeah, I also my time in America for those six months, uh, I got into a really bad accident that I had to get rushed to the hospital. To me, it was very life-threatening, very scary. Wow. And I did not feel that I deserved yeah. that. I was just hit another way or whatever or yeah. was I could be dead you know yeah but no just sitting in the ER and I being in total shock like yeah I just became numb after that yeah I was spiritually blocked off like in every way sounds like yeah I mean it was traumatic like you're so scary you like trauma really can block you can really like not you know keep you closed yeah. and not, it's hard to open up yeah and, there was that, there was the rockets, there was COVID. It's a hard time. You know, there was, like, so much going on. And then yeah. I got diagnosed with two diseases. I had Lyme disease. Thank God I was able to cure that. And then I had thyroid issues. Yeah. Just one thing after another. And yeah. I felt like 
God wasn't giving me a break. Yeah. And I did not understand why. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, it's all for the good just did not settle with me anymore. Yeah. I just yeah. was not in a place to be able to just, like, trust and be happy in that. Yeah. And I'm tired of trying to, like, be happy in that, right. you know? So that was really, like, after that, I just started doing whatever it was that was going to make me feel good or yeah. feel happy again. Yeah. And, you know, also being somebody who converted, like, doing Shabbat in America for six months became very difficult. Yeah. Not just America, Israel, anywhere. But, like, when you're surrounded by family who, one, isn't Jewish or isn't religious, like, Dan's yeah. family isn't at all either. Yeah. You start to realize, like, you have to lighten up to, yeah. you know, for Shalom bias. It, it extends yeah. to more than just... It's your whole family. Yeah. It's your your mother, your father, you know? Yeah. And then I realized there's so many laws in Judaism that I don't agree with as well. Right. Like, you know, like, my mom can cook for me. She'll use my dishes. She can cook for me. Yeah. But, like, you know, what, she can't touch certain wines? Or, like, there's right. always... It's just right. it's crazy to me. It's psycho yeah. to me. It's hard when it becomes a family. Personal. It's family. like, what are you going to... You're going to say, like, hey, actually, like, you can't pour my wine because you're not Jewish. Like, excuse me? It's also just, like, it just sounds so disgusting to even say that, you know? It's also just, like... <laughs> I feel like, you know, like, Jews just really hold on to these traditions, and, like, we find a way to respect them because it's in the name of religion, but at what point is it, like, does human dignity go above religion? And I think I always struggle with that as somebody who converted. Yeah. And in general, if you're somebody who doesn't have religious family to become religious. Yeah. You can't expect everyone to bend over for you. Right. It's like, you have to give a little bit. Yeah. So, like, basically I had this situation. And, like, you're happy to give because of your family. Totally know what really was, like, when I was, like, okay, I don't think I can be super orthodox. I don't think I want this. It was okay. when uh, I had a cousin who yeah. was getting married on Shabbat. Yeah. And it's either I missed her entire wedding or I go. And I was like, this feels so wrong to me mm-hmm. to not go celebrate my cousin. Why would you have to be there? Driving? Driving. It was like the location. It was like, it was also inconvenient. Like there's going to be kosher food there. And, right. You right. know, breaking literally everything. Yeah. To go to this wedding. Yeah. I had to go into a church too, and I really struggled with that on Shabbat, going into a church and watching oh, right. her get married. Okay. Um, so the whole thing, like I everything, yeah, literally was mentally so unwell about the whole thing, because I I will say I am uncomfortable going into a church. It's yeah. Not for me. I didn't grow up in a church setting whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know, my cousin's getting married there, and um, I wanted to go watch her get married, and I wanted to go to her wedding. Yeah. So it was, like, this time where I'm, like, what am I going to do? And, like, yeah. you said, like, I'm human. Yeah. I'm human, and I have family who I love. Yeah. And I live in Israel, and I miss out on so much anyway. It's, yeah. like, I'm not going to miss out on this. Yeah. I'm just not. And I I just kind of opened up my eyes or my, or my heart or whatever, and I was, like, God knows my real reasons. God knows it. Like, mm. it's not even about – it's not like it's, like, God knows. Like, I can only do so much, or God knows that, like, how do I put it? I, I think God wanted me to go to that wedding. I do. Yeah. The way yeah. that I felt after. Yeah. It's like, how do you feel inside when you do something that makes you feel good or happy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, am I going to be so religious that like, I don't go to family functions? Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to yeah. me. Sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. There's plenty of people who are Bolshevas who, you know, completely like will never right. eat, eat in their parents' house right. or whatever and to each their own. But yeah. I think it's wrong. No, it's, it's hard. It's like yeah. tough because also like, yeah, like you said, you do feel good after you spend time with family because, like, at the end of the day, when you think about, like, your life and, you know, what you want to kind of do, it's, like, right. being close to family is a value, it's, right? It's, it's a core and, value. And, like, what happens when you're close to family but you, like, also want to keep religion but, like, your family doesn't 
want to keep religion like right what are you supposed to do you know yeah and it's now, like a tough decision yeah. and it sounds like you were like alone in that cousin wedding you know meaning like the people that like if you're also thinking about how people are gonna react you telling like you're gonna have to let so many people down when you say like i can't do this versus I just, like i couldn't i didn't yeah. even want to yeah i just like didn't want to be that strict yeah you know how'd you feel okay so so how'd you feel after that wedding also just just a little more context like yeah. When you were like, okay, I'm becoming religious, becoming religious, like, the goal was always orthodoxy, yeah? No. Okay. No, not at all. I think when I, like, when I first started, I'm talking, or like, the first conversion. was it not about conversion. the label as much? It wasn't at all. Right. Okay. And I was taught, when I converted conservative, like, I knew that I wouldn't be accepted by everybody, but, like, it was about the journey. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I said, my, I don't know if I mentioned, my brother passed away. Yeah. And I was just, like, soul-seeking and, yeah. like, trying to, you know, I leaned up a lot of Rebbe Nachman during that time. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, the beautiful things he has to say and like you know I leaned on to all different types of prayer prayer was huge for me yeah um I prayed and prayed for my door yeah. for like so many years yeah. and now it's hard for me to really to get back into it right. so I'm like just, you know it was also like a really good way to just like spiritually heal from yeah, your brother it really did passing away but now I went through another trauma right with yeah. my accent and everything and now I'm just blocked it's like so it's a completely so different reaction right it's like I strive to yeah. connect to God through the tragedy yeah. of my brother but then like with all my other diseases and the accident and yeah. everything, it's like, I'm just... I, done. I'm done. I don't have the strength. Yeah. And I don't feel bad saying that. Yeah. I just, like, can only do what's best for me and, you know, and just try to make myself happy and connect right. in whatever way that is. Right. And we spoke about how there's so yeah. many different ways to connect. Right. Jewish and non-Jewish, you know? It's true. It's really true. And you've been traveling a lot. You're, you see, like, yeah. someone else thriving and having God in their own way. Yeah. In their own... Not even religion, but in their own, whatever. You can go to Nepal, you can go to the world, you see people just, like, existing without this. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, a big thing for me, like, since I've... And thriving without it. And, and thriving really without, it. without yeah, it. Yeah, like, and... I've definitely, over the past year, been able to, like, get out of my bubble a bit and, like, meet mm -hmm. people of, like, different religious backgrounds. And, like, yeah, like, there are really great people out there that, like, aren't religious. And, like, they're still great. And, like, it was just this, like, wild moment where I realized, like, wow, did I, like grow up thinking like that only religious people were really like great <laughs> like right and like you know I talk about with my oldest brother about like raising kids religious and like you know how Judaism provides like a good set of ethics for mm -hmm. like life but it's right. like and he's like you know I want to teach my kids ethics so I'm going to teach it to them through Judaism and I'm like but mm. ethics are are just ethics like it's just like life like you should be a good person like it could come from a place of Judaism and me and him and I, him and I have talked about that like on a continual basis that right. like interesting but judaism like like what he's like the the secular world doesn't offer me like good ethics if i like it doesn't it's not good enough like i'm not impressed enough by like what the secular world has to offer but mm. i just feel like if a person wants to be a good person like it doesn't it doesn't have to come from a religious place and also i feel like you know there's a lot of people out there who are like oh yeah i'm spiritual but unreligious and like still like believing in something that's like bigger is like yeah I don't know if I see such a separation between religious and spiritual other than just like, okay, maybe you don't do the practices as much, but like, right. to me, if you're someone who's like, things are, there's a higher meaning than like, totally. I don't know, that's religious, but yeah, the point is that there's a whole world out there. Um, obviously, <laughs> not obviously, I don't know if I'm, I'm really into travel these days, so like, <laughs> it's kind of like. When I went to Portugal, I was just in Portugal for two weeks. I was like, whatever. Really thinking a lot about travel now. I've come back and like, yeah, I think that there are different ways to feel inspired. Um, I still feel inspired when I go to Kabbalah Shabbat, you know. Yeah, 
That's and awesome. I missed it when I was in Portugal. Like, and I know that like that's something. That's but I would have to like yeah. explore. You know, I had to kind of like see what it's like not to keep it to know. Like, okay, like you kind of feel like what your what your body and your mind want. Like, I'm like cleaving towards that. Like, it's mm-hmm. still something I want. At the same time, there are other things that like I don't really totally buy into and like believe in or think it's like the most important thing in the world. Um, so I really hear you, and also just like you know, family that isn't as religious, like, finding the balance, like, how to interact with them. Um, Because I have family here in Israel that aren't as religious, and, like, you know, I've had to make some of those kinds of decisions as well. Um, And it's tough. And also just, like, wanting to stay connected with, like, you know, siblings back home, like, the time zone, and, like, okay, if, like, I want to talk to my sister, but, like, Shabbat's coming in, like, Mm. that's so, that's such a difficult decision to make. Because I'm, like, when I was in America, like, we just hung out right. every weekend, you know? Aww. And, like, there was none of this, like, uh-oh, there's a time zone now, and, like, we can't talk. And, right. like, it's just, like, it's hard sometimes on Saturday nights when I know it would just be a perfect time to talk, and, like, we just don't, because I know, like, she keeps Shabbat, and, like, we're, you know, right doing the rules. Yeah, whether it's talking or spending time or whatever it is, it's, yeah. like, you, you're constantly put in a situation of having to choose, and there are people who are yeah. going to be, like, you know, that's true. That's like what it's about. It's right, like it's not right. supposed to be easy. And like, yeah. you, you make the sacrifices for yeah, God. But like, yeah. if I feel no connection to that, I can't keep doing it. Yeah. You know, I feel nothing when I like, am like breaking bread or washing my hands or like, it's not, there's nothing, half of these things that we're doing, it's like, we don't really understand why we're doing them. And like, you know, it's all like, I don't know, yeah. it's elevator souls for God or, or right. whatever the case may be. It's almost like know? the and reasons like, that we're I'm meaningful. tired of that for yeah. me. It's like I yeah. need to do things that are just meaningful for me. And if I'm not feeling meaning, yeah. I don't think I'm even serving God right. Right. You know? Yeah. I really feel that way. And I've always been a very spiritual person. Like before any sort of Judaism, I was like, like in high school, I would meditate. I remember going to bed every night. I could meditate for like an hour straight. And I would just feel like this amazing feeling of like God. I also prayed to God every single night my entire life. Yeah. I remember being five years old and my mom talking me into bed and asking my mom, Mom, who is God? Wow. And her response was, God is everywhere and in everything and just speak to him. Mm-hmm. Just speak to him. He's always there. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, it's so Jewish in a sense, you know? Like I, mm-hmm. this oneness, this like... Your mom said that. She did and I'll never forget it. Yeah. And so I did every night. I would like just talk to God. Like wow. he's my best friend. Hey God, how's my day? How's it going? Like... You know, this and that happened today, just like casual. And yeah. I always think I've had such a strong bond because of that. Yeah. And God's always shown me signs and wonders and helped me get to where I am. And and I know that, like, it's okay now. And, you know, even though I feel a little blocked spiritually, like, I know he's got my back, you know. Yeah. He, like, you she, still feel the world, whatever. The connection universe, to God, everything. Regardless. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I yeah. was on the way here, on the walk here, I was, like, feeling it, you know. Yeah. I was, like, God is here. Yeah, and I think that's also, like, that oneness, that wholeness that I feel of God is what brought me to Judaism in the first place, you know? Mm. One God, you know, God is everything. God is in a spark of everything. Yeah. God knows my next move. He knows about, you know, my past, present, future, everything. It's like, I really believe that. Yeah. Being Jewish is the way for me in this life, thousand yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm observant or not, I'm so proud of, like, that I converted and yeah. That I am part of this tribe, yeah. and I think it was such a tikkun for myself in my life, like, yeah. even to have come this far. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know God wants me here right now, and yeah. whatever comes next comes next, and I trust that. Yeah. Regardless of being religious, you know? For sure. For sure. It's hard because I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of, like, 
I don't know, religious guilt that plays into this because it's mm. like you you kind of learn that like the right way is to like follow these rules, you know? So tough when you're you like stuck like that. You kind of have to like fight for yourself to be like, like yep. say like in a couple years down the line you're not observant, but like you at all, you mm-hmm. know? But right. you're like, you still feel different. Like mm-hmm. you're like, I went through that and that was amazing and like I'm, I'm changed because of that experience, totally. you know? And like totally. that's part of my story and like, I have a lot of, like, love for my story, you know? Exactly. Owning. Owning where you are. Owning yeah. the space that you're in. And, yeah. And people might disagree. I don't know. Right. But it's... I just don't think it's about being necessarily observant at the end of the day. Yeah. It's about doing whatever you can to have that connection to God. Yeah. You know? Of course, by being a moral good person and right. doing, you know? Totally. But just whatever that is for you. If it's, like, lighting candles and meditating, then you should do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or if it's just, you know, and if it's not keeping Shabbat and... Right. And it's not. Yeah. You know? Like, there's no one right way. I really don't think so. Yeah. I really don't think so. I don't think so either. How do you see yourself differently now that you've changed? I see myself as no longer like a young girl that's just striving to learn I see myself as like mm-hmm. a a woman you know like yeah. a married woman yeah. who like I am like the Jewish woman of my house and yeah. I you know have my own values and my own ways yeah. and my husband thank God is super respectful yeah he's a fully observant Dan you know yeah. but he respects me how I am like he still feels in it yeah so he hasn't like shifted in the way that you have no no he he's always been very modern like... he's like very chill yeah. you know and um, but he respects me and, and I almost feel better now. I feel like a weight's off my shoulders. I feel mm. like I can explore more, be me, mm-hmm. um, own, own who I am, Yeah. you know, and not let anything else define the person that I want to be. Yeah. And so I feel really good and yeah. I felt smothered by religion for a very long time. And I struggled, like I yeah. said, as a convert with family, yeah. with so many contradicting things that I had to go through you had to like really fight for yourself sometimes so much and I'm tired of that I'm so happy not to yeah so happy to just be and I think more people need to just be whatever that is and hold that space religious in the middle not yeah you know like whatever makes sense for them yeah yeah and and to not feel guilt and I know that's so hard but guilt is taught and learned I really believe that Mm -hmm. and you have to love yourself enough to like undo that yeah. I no longer have guilt at all. Mm. Like, I really don't. And it's so freeing. Because you, like, love yourself more. Because you love yourself enough to give yourself what you need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not here to tell anybody. I, I feel like I... <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm so... I'm anti-anything. I yeah. love Judaism. I embrace yeah. religion. I think if you want to be religious, you should. Yeah. I consider myself to be very religious still. Just, yeah. you know, I just don't hold to every little thing. Right. But, you know, you, you have to take care of yourself. What's that? Hello? Line? <laughs> if, if I am not... If not for me, yeah. then who am I? Yeah. yeah. If I am not for me, so then true. It's like, you know, it's, it's profound, true. but it's, it's true. It's also interesting what you say about how, like, you still feel religious even if you're not observant. Like, I've gone on, like, a couple hikes recently with people, like, who ha- aren't observant at all. Mm. And, like, we'll just, like, somehow this happens to me. I feel like I'm always talking about religion wherever I go. Like, I'm just, like, clearly something I like talking about, so, like somehow naturally comes yeah, up, you know, part of you. and like, there'll be these moments where you're talking about something and I'm like, yeah, but like this and this and this. And they're like, are you religious? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause like, I haven't been as observant the past year. <laughs> and yeah. so it's just like, 
funny because like in in contrast to them like yeah i am religious you know like even if i think i'm like oh i'm like not as observant like there's still these like beliefs that you hold inside of you that like might always like set you apart in the way that you see the world because at some point Mm -hmm. you were more religious and like you understood you know like why people do this and that's also why you have the respect for people who do it too because you're like respect all the respect for the Christian, yeah. you know, yeah. for the Muslim, anybody. Like, yeah. when you really are in a place of devout religion, yeah. it's like you respect absolutely everybody. And you just hope that people can respect you how you are. Yeah, I think that's know? such a difficult thing with religion in general. Such it's like people just, thing. like, so, don't respect each other, right. you know, on we're both not, sides. Don't, don't understand Because now that I've, like, seen know? what some of the non-religious world looks like, like, mm-hmm. they don't respect religious people. That's mm-hmm. just the truth, it's so you know? True. And it's, it's, so kind, true. it's, like, even in, like, some, even in some places where I expected that, like, there would be it's like it goes on both ends it really it does, does it because really does. like i don't know it's just divisive man yeah, and then it makes totally. me not want to be part of it at all right because i'm like <laughs> i don't like that this is divisive right. so i'm going to opt out of it completely mm. but like when i think about it like in terms of what rebecca wants at the end of the day like opting out isn't really the solution maybe if i grew up with nothing and i was literally raised to like that religion didn't matter then like literally me it's so funny you're saying that because that was me right but then once you saw it, it's like once you start knowing certain things, you can't unknow them. You cannot you now know them. them. And this is true for feminism, too, mm-hmm. to, a, to, mm. to a fault, you know? Like, yeah. once you start, like, realizing how, like, misogynistic and patriarchal the world is, like, yep. you can't undo it. And everywhere you go, you see it. The Absolutely. sexism is everywhere. Absolutely. So, like, it's, like, part of being an intelligent, kind of, like, knowing human being. Or just, like, you know, your path brought you here for a reason. Totally. It brought you to this to like a spiritual kind of like this brought you something you know what it I did. mean probably like, my husband it brought me everything you know yeah that's my wild. business yeah the friends that I have now the love right. that I have here like the community like, like God wanted this for me and I know that and I wanted it and I got it and I would never change anything I'll say I'm glad that most of your experience was happening in Israel because it like was. I became myself here my, my adulthood yeah I've like been here it's awesome because yeah. I just think Israel in general is more open-minded like oh for sure when it comes yeah. to like how you keep what you keep at least for for you know people who didn't grow up here like there is that kind of like freedom I think that can be experienced when like you know you move and you're like you have a chance to create a whole new identity for yourself you know it's a in a place thing. that's like <laughs> Jewish yeah but I also think just part of being an adult is just being like people are sometimes confused by your choice and you're just like that's nice for you that you're confused I don't care love because this is who love I am love that that's you know owning I mean? that's owning what you, just like you, you know, own who you are exactly it's like this the same way i feel Love before that. i plan a trip no one's gonna be like okay rebecca now it's time for you to go on this trip it's like you have to tell yourself like i'm ready mm-hmm. this is my destiny this is the life that i want yep i'm really glad you shared that part about like loving yourself more because like when you're feeling like okay i really should do this and you know this this is how i should be like yeah like what how can you fight that how can you be like okay well but that's not what that. I want, you I know? know? You have it's to like, just give Maybe yourself. what you want is important, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always about like... fighting every single urge or every single... Right. Like if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. God you gave know? you these feelings for a reason. But then we have all these tropes of, like, it's 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 not about feeling right. Like, this morning I was like, Rebecca, it's, people don't do this because it's convenient, you mm-hmm. know? Because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I do this stuff because, like, it's just not convenient. I like the flexibility. Right. But I'm like... That reason, if you were to operate from a certain flexibility, like, a, sorry, a certain viewpoint yeah. would seem like, okay, she doesn't get what Judaism is about. Right, totally. Or, and I've been there. Or it's like, yeah, actually, like, she likes the flexibility. 
Because mm-hmm. that's, like, what I've come down to. Like, sometimes I think people want Same. to, like, ask me, like, oh, why this, why that? <laughs> LOL, no one cares. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Majority of my friends are okay with it. But I feel like I've had some people in my life who, like, you know, not everyone's 100% supportive. Because I'm also coming from a more religious background. Right. Um, and, like, it's hard for people, I think, to operate in this, like, if you don't, I think if you decide that you don't want to follow this framework, it's, like, then you're, you're, cre- you basically, you don't have this structure. Like, what religion really offers is a structure. Gotcha. Yeah. And if you say, oh, I don't want to follow those structures, then you're left to decide for yourself. And I think... For a lot of people, that decision is really scary, you know? And, like, there's also, like, a lot of studies about, like, paradox of choice and how, like, if you are given less choices, like, you're happier, you know? And, like, that's the reason why Trader Joe's is more successful than other grocery stores (laughs) because there's less to choose from. But, like, it's true. Um, And that's just something I think about. But then it's, like, even if that's true, maybe I'm still willing to engage in that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested in, like, in exploring that, like, big abyss of like what happens when I don't follow those differences like you know I think in COVID we had to decide like what makes you happy right like okay like everything is stripped away from me and like you also had like other things going on too it's like you have to start from scratch and just be like how can I like survive and like be okay right now you know and then like it just naturally comes up for you right you know and and if it's not observing every single rule then like you have to take care of yourself at the end of the day I think a lot of people struggled with that in COVID. Like, you were isolated. It was like, you know, like, how do I watch? Like, I'm, I'm alone for Shabbat. Like, oh, my God, I need to, like, watch TV or something or, like, right. see friends or FaceTime. Right. Like, this isn't easy, you know? It's not. At all. It's not. But also, you said something about, like, um, you know, there'll be backlash in Judaism. Like, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's not supposed to be easy. Right. And, like, There's whatever. a lot of that. You know, those voices in your know. head that are, like, I think it's the and guilt people voice. people who the will. Shame. Exactly. It's the shame, it's the guilt. Yeah. And, and I also I really think it's believe, the fear. Like, fear, but I will say, like, why are we, my opinion, like, yeah. why are we doing all of this? Why right. Why are we striving to keep more and do more and do all these things that we don't understand why or whatever? Yeah. And they all say it's just, like, to elevate your soul or, like, right. I don't know, for the for the next life, for, what's yeah. the, for the world to come. Right. And it's just, like, I don't know. There's so There's, like, billions of people on this planet who are all, like, many of them trying to elevate themselves and to you know i don't know who's to say what like comes next yeah who are we to really dive into that and to say to be anything but a great person like yeah obey the ten commandments be a good person like also just kind of the mentality is that people who aren't religious maybe aren't as elevated you know it's like you live in this like framework where it's like we're all living this elevated lifestyle because we're like doing all these things but Mm -hmm. like the rest of the people are like they'll never get Mm-hmm. there's this mentality but like they'll never get to this point of being elevated as we do right because like <laughs> they eat meat and dairy together right like oh yeah well because yeah. you're doing that I'm, yeah i'm just like that can't be true that cannot be true people are that cannot be true spiritual and joyful and <laughs> yeah like, fulfilled yeah. and like in whatever way that is for them eating that shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know but they're not jews now <laughs> but they're not jews and then i'm like this is this it's just yeah. truly Michigan. Listen, yeah. I, I feel like, um, and this is to anybody who might be struggling in yeah. general with like holding or whatever. It's okay. like, you know, you're a good person, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what God cares about the most. If yeah. you can do more and you want to do more, that's great. And yeah. if you feel like that's going to elevate your soul or you believe that, then sure. But like, if you're a good person, 
God loves you. And yeah. that's like the most important thing. Yeah. That's like really Do you really feel like God loves you? Oh my so much. Even it's even like when you're changing. So much. I can cry. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Cause I, it all. I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm there yet necessarily. Like, do you feel like there was once an episode I did called with the rabbi and the topic was does God judge us? And it's mm-hmm. like Yeah, I don't know. But there I I have to believe that it has to be different, you know, because God is not operating on, like, a society level. God is not, like, influenced by, like, what God's friends think about God's decisions. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. God is beyond all of that. Beyond everything. And I feel like all we do here is just almost limit him in a way. You know? Yeah, right. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he says, like, God to me is uh, just a business exchange. It's, yeah. It's, it's a business deal, you know? I give and I get. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I think you're... In my opinion, you're really limiting God. Yeah. I mean, he brought you into this world, pure love, pure joy. Like, you are here to experience, to grow. It's like, he has done nothing but give, give, give for you your entire life. Yeah. Without asking for anything. Yeah. Or expecting anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, but I would never put God in that box. I would never... So worry about judgment or I have to do this or it's limiting and it's I don't know how you can connect in that way right. I don't know how you can feel God's love that yeah. way yeah you need to allow yourself to know that you are here and you were put here yeah and God loves you and God wanted you here and you're here to grow and you're here to it's elevate true. your soul whatever way that is yeah I feel like God I believe like, in past lives we're gonna keep coming back here until we get it right like you know oh like yeah for sure right and like you know we're all just here on journeys to learn to grow and to be better people yeah yeah, so I think that we covered a lot of great ground here and had a great conversation. And I hope that this episode really uplifted you. And I wanted to just share a final bracha to you all that, like, you have a little more self-compassion for yourselves. Mm-hmm. And like I said, notice, like, in which ways you have been influenced, you know? Like, if you have big questions, like, where did those questions come from? And, like, you might not be crazy for asking them. You might just be, like, noticing something that, like, someone else doesn't either want to notice or is like that's not part of their journey like right some people don't like have these kinds of questions and like I've just realized like you need to just find your tribe you know and it's kind of the beauty of the late 20s and like season two of late 20s you know (laughs) not the early 20s anymore it's like you kind of know yourself more and you know the people you like to be around and you just like stick with that equation you know yeah and like yeah so also I just want to say one yeah yeah please um that you can add yeah whatever you'd like yeah just to own yourself own your space and anything i really believe anything is okay and god loves you i just like want to reiterate that like like if you're struggling that's okay if you don't want to hold something you know you need to know yourself and find out about yourself and to take care of yourself is more important than anything and you know it's really okay whatever path you're choosing and I really don't think there's a right and wrong yeah anyways thank you all for listening and stay tuned for next time bye bye